All right, what's up, guys? I'm Kevin the Kevin Brew, and you're listening to another episode of Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. And man, it's been a crazy week. Not a crazy week. And it's been pretty normal. But as far as the wrestling world is concerned, yeah, it's been a pretty a pretty crazy week, man. And uh, on the show, you know, we're going to talk about the uh, this past week's episode of Ring of Honor Wrestling. But uh, the first thing I want to get into is what the entire wrestling world is buzzing about, and that is Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, uh, possibly signing with AEW. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I guess it's. Uh, it's pretty much confirmed that uh, he signed with AEW. Uh, the only thing he's got left to do is just make his debut, right? But uh, this is uh, from WrestlingInc.com. Uh, according to reports from uh, <clears throat> Cassidy Haynes of BodySlamWrestling.net. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, has found a new home. They reported that the former WWE champion is signed with All Elite Wrestling, with a source describing him as a 100% lock. <laughs> Hands further reported that Brian had been looking at working a reduced schedule for comparable money that he has been making in WWE. Brian was also looking for creative input regarding his character and the opportunity to work over in Japan. According to Haynes, both conditions were met. A plan is also reportedly in plan for Brian's AEW debut, though where and when is unknown. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about it. I am, man, because, you know, uh, this is Daniel Bryan's going to finally have an opportunity, you know, to work with talent outside of WWE, you know, Uh, like Chris Jericho, Miro. Christian Cage, Big Show, Mark Henry, uh, FTR. <laughs> that was sarcasm because I'm pretty upset about it. I really am because you know, not only do I think that's a step down for for Daniel Bryan, who's accomplished everything that he can accomplish in WWE. <clears throat> But I, I just think the, uh, I really do think that the AEW is like the minor leagues. And I just don't think they know how to get serious. You know, so for wrestlers like uh, Daniel Bryan, whose passion is professional wrestling, you're not going to find your passion in AEW. I think. But, uh, you know, of course he's going to want to work with uh, Kenny Omega. But other than that, I don't know, I don't know any other wrestler you know, that he may want to work with. What, the Young Bucks? Uh, uh, Cody Rhodes? Who he's already worked with in the WWE? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe this is him. This is his way of segueing into New Japan Pro Wrestling. See, the thing about AEW is I think the talent there is uh, it's really careless. You know, there's been a lot of uh, concussions. They, they, there's been a lot of uh, injuries. Uh, far too many botches and screw ups. You know, and you know, I'm afraid for Daniel Bryan to 
to be put in the ring with some of these wrestlers who's going to make a mistake and give Daniel Bryan another concussion. Because it's, it's possible. It's way possible in AEW where they severely lack the in-ring experience. So if this is, you know, if this is his segue into working in New Japan, I'm afraid for that too. Because New Japan, though they have the experience, those guys work stiff. You know? I'm afraid to see this guy in the ring with somebody like uh, Minoru Suzuki, with Tomohiro Ishii, or, uh, or, or uh, you know, Hiroki Goto, or, uh, you know, working the style that they work in the never, uh, the never open weight division. You know, uh, Tetsuya Naito, you got... Uh, um, Kota Ibushi. These guys work stiff, man. You know, so so it's like I'm upset that he's going to AEW with a bunch of careless wrestlers, and I'm afraid of him going to New Japan because they're dangerously stiff. But that's the New Japan style, and I love it. But you know, for someone who's done it all, you know, in the wrestling world. Uh, capturing the brass ring, both the world championship, both, you know, the WWE championship. Uh, you know, what is there left for him to do? As somebody who wants to prioritize being a parent, you know, how are you going to do that when, you know, you're not going to be able to function the older you get and the more beatings that you take to the head, the more shots that you take to the head. Those forearms are no joke, you know, from, uh, from New Japan. Those kicks are no jokes. I'm a, I'm, I'm terrified for him to take a super kick to the face from Pac. You see what he did to Orange Cassidy? <laughs> he knocked his head smooth off. And I don't, I don't want to see that from Daniel Bryan. I like Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I like if, if all the talent. I, you know, I think he would have fared better in the WWE. Just finished out his career in the WWE. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not happy that he's going to AEW. But, you know, it's happening, right? I, I, just, I just don't know, like, what convinced him to go to AEW. What talent did he see in AEW that made him go, you know what, I want to work with those people? <clears throat> who is it? Other than Kenny Omega. John Moxley? No. Is it, uh, is it Eddie Kingston? No. Nick Gage? Not a chance. <laughs> you know, it just keep getting more and more dangerous and more careless in AEW, you know, as it progresses. And it's not progressing. Maybe I'm wrong, right? This is a, you know, this is a high-profile signing that's going to get everybody talking, you know, and, uh... <laughs> According to reports, his his uh, demands has been met, so uh, it's only a matter of time before he makes his debut in AEW and made a fool off, you know, like uh, like Sting playing footsie with Orange Cassidy. Uh, you got Christian working a program with Jungle Boy, uh, Miro playing games and wearing pink shirts. Uh, you know, Pac, who left WWE for AEW, who's hardly ever there. Cody Rhodes, who wants to be a celebrity more than he wants to be a professional wrestler. Uh, Chris Jericho, who's 
who's, who's working a goofy ass program with uh, MJF with their two corny ass factions. If I sound like I'm hating on AEW, it's because I am. I'm not hating on them. I don't like them. Why? <laughs> Why do I have to be hating on AEW? Why can't I just not like AEW? I don't. The product stinks. You know, and uh, I'm not knocking the fan base. I mean, if you like AEW, more power to you. But I have a right to my own opinion, and I think it sucks. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. There, it, it seems like that's the only organization that's not getting better. Impact is getting better. Ring of Honor is getting better. WWE... This past Money in the Bank was incredible. You know? AEW is the only show I could not sit through. Like, what are they doing wrong? I'll tell you what they're doing wrong. Everything. <laughs> they're doing everything wrong. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about AEW. Because every time I talk about AEW, I, you know, I, 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 I beat it into the ground. You know, I completely obliterate the AEW product, and I'm tired of doing it, you know? Like, I, I don't watch it to begin with. Like, I, I just, I, you know, I. it's not like I haven't tried. I tried a few times. I tried a few times. I just cannot sit through it, you know? Uh, I I put on All Elite Wrestling this, um, this past Wednesday, and... To find out that bringing in like the most dangerous, the most careless wrestler, you know, in all of pro wrestling, Nick Cage, Nick Gage, it doesn't matter, he's a nobody, but uh, you know, they're bringing in Nick Gage to face Chris Jericho, and uh, Chris Jericho got his back turned. He's like, oh, if I'm gonna face Nick Gage, the most dangerous wrestler in uh, professional wrestling. I'm going to have to bring up the most dangerous version of Chris Jericho that the world's ever seen. And he turns around, and he got that goofy-ass pain maker makeup on. <laughs> it, was just, it was just lame. It was lame. I was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. So, I don't know. There you have it, man. There you have it. Daniel Bryan, it, it, they're saying he's pretty much a lock. I don't know. You know, it still remains to be seen. Uh... I'll believe it when I see it, but, uh, you know, there's nobody debunking the reports. So, you know, we'll see what happens, right? I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's talk about Ring of Honor, shall we? So, uh, on the card for this past week, we had uh, Freddie A. High versus Ray Horace. Uh, Quinn McKay versus Mandy Leon. And in the main event, you got the foundation with Joe Keys against uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. Now, the reason why, you know, it's Joe Keys involved in the uh, in the uh, the eight-man tag team match with the foundations because uh, Jonathan Gresham was hurt. So Joe Keys was, like, taping... Um, he was taping Je- Gresham up, and, you know, he looked hurt. And uh, the foundation thought it wasn't a good idea for Jonathan Gresham to get into the match. And since Joe Keys was there, and he's a student of uh, Jonathan Gresham, they thought it would be a good idea to uh, put him in the match against STP. Uh, and right off the bat, the first thing you notice about this uh, segment is Jay Lee was not wearing any shoes. 
He's like barefoot, feet, weird, right? You got uh, Tracy Williams in a suit, Rhett Titus in a suit, Jay Lethal in a suit, no shoes. He's like barefoot. Like, what the hell are you doing? Put some damn shoes on, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't get over that segment. I couldn't, I couldn't stop looking at Jay Lethal's feet. It, 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 it didn't belong. Didn't belong in a shot. Put on some damn loafers, right? But anyway, uh, starting off with uh, Freddie A. High versus Ray Horace. Now, this was a good match. Uh, Clash of styles. And Freddie A. High coming off this phenomenal pure championship matchup with Jonathan Gresham, which he came on the losing end. So I didn't think he was going to lose this one. But, uh, you know, it was back and forth. And, uh, you know, right off the bat, I thought Ye High was going to win this one. But he's going to have to keep Ray Horace grounded, you know, because he's a luchador. He's used to that flying attack. So if he's going to beat, you know, Ray Horace, he's going to have to keep him on the ground. So he tried to utilize it in, I mean, right, right at the beginning of the matchup, he went for the Koji clutch and Ray Horace got out. And uh, it was a back and forth affair, good match. But Ray Horace came out the winner with a uh, with the victory roll, which I, what? So, <laughs> yeah, high is on a bit of a... Uh, Losing streak. But a good match nonetheless. After that, we get to uh, Quinn McKay versus Mandy Leon. And uh, Mandy Leon and, and um, who's Angelina Love, they're, uh, they're a part of the allure. And I, and I guess this whole rivalry of storyline is them trying to keep Quinn McKay like down. They don't think she belongs in the uh, women's division in the Ring of Honor. Uh, they don't think she's worthy of being in the same ring as them. You know, just Mandy and, and Angelina being heels. You know, so this match starts off and it's just it's it's I got for Ring of Honor to have the best wrestling on the planet, man, they sure do got the absolute worst women's division. Like they do. Like uh hands down, the best women's division is uh is WWE and Impact. Impact I'm putting first. Because Impact they never fell off as far as their women's division is concerned. You know, they've had, ever since Gail Kim and Awesome Kong, the women's division has been going strong ever since. You know, so... Um, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the women's division. The the, uh, the women's division of Ring of Honor has never been good. And this this was no different. I mean, it, it was tough to, you know, stay in the matchup. It was hard to uh, stay interested. But... Uh, Mandy Leon won the matchup by punching Quinn McKay in the face with brass knucks. And, uh, you know, that, that's all I got to say about that. All right. So let's, let's, let's get straight to the, uh, the, uh, main event. Oh, before that, uh, we found out next week that there's going to be a triple threat match between Dalton Castle, Eli Isom and Dak Draper. So that's going to be a good match. And, uh, we also found out that, uh, uh, Bandito is going to defend, the Ring of Honor World Championship, I think on night one of uh, Glory by Honor against uh, Flip Gordon. And, you know, as you guys know about the uh, the cage match between Matt Taven and Vincent, uh, th- there's also going to be uh, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship with Jonathan Gresham defending against Rhett Titus. So that's also going to be a good one at Glory by Honor. But let's get to the main event. You got uh, Shane Taylor Promotions against the Foundation with Joe Keyes. Now, like I said before, like I, I don't know what the hell was going on with Jay Lethal, right? Now, the foundation is like I don't I don't know. I mean, 
for a group that's trying to purify the division, man, they sure as hell ain't doing too damn good. <laughs> right? They're, they're coming out on the losing end of every matchup. Right? Except the only winner in the group is Jonathan Gresham. The only winner, Jay Lethal, uh, got his ass whipped by Brody King at, uh, at Best in the World. Uh, they lost the World Tag Team Championships to Violence Unlimited. Uh, and tonight, they're stepping into the ring against, uh, not tonight, but uh, this past week, they got into the ring against a group that I think is the, is the best group in Ring of Honor. You know, despite Violence Unlimited, uh, Los Incopenables, the foundation, I think Shane Taylor Promotions is like, that's the real dominant group. They're, they have been winning since they got back on TV, since they've been doing matches, and uh, they're six-man world tag team champions, and uh, they just got the um, they just got the addition of O'Shea Edwards, who is who is a beast, right? So he fits right into the group. So uh, this match was uh, was 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 back and forth, and uh, but you know Shane Taylor Promotions they kind of just kind of took over the matchup. You know, they were they were dominant, they were physical. There was this moment where Shane Taylor punched Jay Lethal out of the ring. Alright, sorry about that interruption, that unnecessary interruption. But uh where was I? Uh there was a spot where Shane Taylor punched Jay Lethal in the face and sent him outside of the ring. And I think that was the highest spot of the night. <laughs> that was the highest spot of the night, and Jay Lethal was just on the ground, just losing. I, I mean, if I sound a little bit disappointed about Jay Lethal, it's because I am a little bit, man. Because he's like the best wrestler in the world, the greatest first-generation wrestler. But he's just been on such a losing streak. And, uh, like, I knew that Shane Taylor, spoiler alert, I knew that they were going to win the matchup. I knew Shane Taylor and his group was going to win the match. But I knew that just I just knew that Jay Lethal was going to be the one to take the pin. But he didn't. And uh, Shane Taylor, uh, Shane Taylor and his group, they disposed of the uh, of the foundation. They just had Joe Keys left in the ring, so they kind of did whatever they wanted to Joe Keys. Uh, Shane Taylor dropped them on his head, and I, th- I think that's what happened. And they got the pinfall. Jay Lethal late to get near to break up the count. <laughs> There's just going to be a moment now where in the foundation, I'm going to continue to just blame Jay Lethal, you know, because he's he's just been. Uh, He's just been not showing up, man. And without a doubt, the foundation is absolutely... They're the weakest group in the Ring of Honor right now, man. Out of, out of, out of all the groups, Shane Taylor's, LaFaction, Violence Unlimited, Foundation, uh, OGK. The foundation is the weakest group, man. And they got to get it together. I didn't know Jonathan Gresham was the leader until now. The whole time, I thought it was Jay Lethal. I mean, he was a former world champion. But no, as it turns out, Jonathan Gresham is the leader, and, uh, and now you got him defending the uh, the Pure Championship against Rhett Titus at Glory by Honor. What is going to go? What, what's going to happen with that? You know, I don't know what's going to happen to that because of, you know the Foundation are not showing up. Uh, they're disappointing me, <laughs> right? And uh, something's got to give, man, because the Foundation looks weak, and they need to make some changes. So you know. I mean, you got Joe Keys, you know, hanging on the outside. Maybe he'll be a new, the newest member of the foundation. And uh, maybe Jay Lethal needs to go solo or something. You know, because he's the only guy that I know who hasn't, 
gotten a pen lately, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. This is a really short, uh, this is a really short uh, podcast, right? This week, I ain't have really much to say about it. But, uh, okay, well, since I got time, let's talk about CM Punk. Another guy who... Who uh who who's talking about a uh, an in ring comeback rumor though you know and the chances of him signing with AEW is highly likely and I don't get it I don't get it I mean, I understand why he's not going to the WWE but my I had this feeling that uh, I think CM Punk may show up in New Japan Pro Wrestling because you know. CM Punk is a is a is a fan of wrestling, you know, and he said many a times that you know he's never going to go to WWE. Uh, he doesn't think AEW is a good wrestling product, you know, considering what I hear from him. So I think there's a chance he may end up in New Japan Pro Wrestling just because of the fact that New Japan rejected him when he first uh, when he first tried to go to Japan. New Japan didn't want no parts of it. You know, he didn't look like an athlete. He didn't look like a draw. He still didn't. He still doesn't. Right? But, um, I don't know. We'll see what happened uh, with uh, with CM Punk. But that's just, you know, right now, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, it's just a grain of salt. And, uh, you know, the rumor is not as potent as Daniel Bryan showing up in AEW. I just, I just don't know. I don't know what AEW would do with Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. I don't know. You know? They don't like they don't belong in AEW. They don't fit. You know, they'll fit just as well as Christian Cage does. And Christian does not fit in WWE in AEW. Sorry. I don't know. But we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens with Daniel Bryan. We'll see what happens with CM Punk. If they show up in AEW, hopefully, you know, they get creative control like Andrade has. You know, it already sounds like that's something that Bryan Danson's going to have. CM Punk, I would suggest you have that too. You know, because when when, when uh, you don't have creative control, you get storylines like Christian Cage and, and, and Jungle Boy. You get that whole goofy ass mishap with uh, with Sting and Orange Cassidy. You get Pack and uh, Pack and a Death Triangle, right? These are these are goofy ass storylines. You get drunk ass Adam Page, who's the leader of the Dark Order, apparently, right? So if, if they are gonna sign with AEW, man, I stress highly, I highly stress, I highly advise them to please get. Maybe not create a control, but just get the last say in what your character is going to do. Because if you let Tony Khan write your booking, if you let him book you, he's going to book you into the ground like the Dark Order. You know, he's going to book you to look goofy like FTR. He's going to book something stupid like, like uh, you know, like the Pinnacle, that fake, that fake rendition of the Four Horsemen. Or... You know, he's going to book you in an eight-month program with Chris Jericho. I don't know. 
But anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. And uh, I got to tell you, this ain't one of my best episodes. <laughs> but, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, again, you guys enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you next week.